It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, November 17, 2020. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. An Alaska Airlines jet struck and killed a brown bear at Yakutat's airport on Saturday evening. The Boeing 737 was slowing down when the flight crew noticed a sow and a cub crossing the runway, according to a statement from Alaska Airlines. After the bears passed underneath the aircraft, the captain felt an impact to the left side of the plane and noticed the dead sow 20 feet off the center of the runway. None of the crew or the six passengers were hurt, but the left engine covering of the plane was damaged. Alaska Department of Transportation spokesperson Sam Dapsovich says the airport maintenance crew had just finished plowing the runway 10 minutes before landing, and they didn't see any signs of wildlife. They did, however, tell me that it was dark out at that time, so it would have been difficult to see wildlife nearby. The crew receives annual wildlife hazard training from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and they're trained to use vehicles and pyrotechnics to deter animals from the runway. The airport is also fenced, but only partially. Dapsovich says these sorts of incidents are rare. He doesn't know of any other incidents of a commercial aircraft striking a bear in Alaska. I've heard of other incidents around the state of deer or birds. You may have even heard once there was an incident in Juneau where uh, an eagle apparently dropped a salmon, which hit an Alaska Airlines jet back in 1987. So there are some incidents that have taken place, but this is the first time that I've ever heard of a bear. Maintenance crews removed the bear from the runway and stored the carcass in a warehouse until Alaska Department of Fish and Game officials could collect it. The bear's two-year-old cub was physically unharmed, but is now without its mother. Sitka reported three new cases of the coronavirus on Monday. All three are Sitka residents in their 60s and are isolating in Sitka. Information about symptoms, transmission, and contact tracing is not yet available on the city's dashboard. One of the patients is a man who took a test on November 12th. The other two patients are women who took tests on November 12th and November 13th. The city and borough of Sitka is now reporting 141 cumulative cases since the start of the pandemic, 28 of which are active, according to city data. The state of Alaska reported 563 new cases yesterday. There are over 17,000 active cases of the coronavirus statewide. Former Sitka School Board President Lon Garrison has been named Executive Director of the Association of Alaska School Boards. The appointment is an interesting professional turn for Garrison, who began his career in Alaska in hatchery management. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. Although he's been living in Juneau for the past five years, working in a couple of different jobs for the Association of Alaska School Boards, Lon Garrison still looks and sounds exactly like he did when he was the aquaculture director for the Sitka Sound Science Center, or the decade he spent prior to that working for the Northern Southeast Regional Aquaculture Association. The picture on the AASB's Facebook page announcing his promotion is not a headshot of a guy in a suit. No way. Garrison sitting on a rocky beach with the beard, the ball cap, the mandatory Southeast Alaska hoodie, and his yellow lab barnacle by his side. You never know what's going to happen when you, you know, uh, take on a new role and getting elected to the Sitka School Board and ultimately getting uh, elected to the Association of Alaska's School Board's Board of Directors really impacted my life a lot more than I ever imagined that it would. Garrison served almost three terms on the Sitka School Board, just shy of nine years, when he resigned in 2015 to move to Juneau to become the Association of Alaska School Board's School Improvement Director, and later its Director of Membership Services. But those weren't the jobs he was aiming for. Already a board member of the AASB, he applied and interviewed for Executive Director in the spring of that year, 
and was passed over in favor of Norm Wooten, a longtime member of the Kodiak School Board and already an AASB employee. Still, he got his foot in the door, backfilling behind Wooten. I find that it was kind of a blessing in disguise that I've had this opportunity to kind of get down in the trenches and do the work with everybody. And now I feel like I have just such a great foundation about what we do as an organization, um, who we work with. I have relationships across the state. So I feel much more prepared than I did when I, I tried for the position in March of 2015. The Association of Alaska School Boards provides a broad slate of services for school boards, like assisting with developing policy or superintendent searches. Garrison is taking on the top job at AASB at a time when school funding is under threat in Alaska. He calls them heavy headwinds. And the education model could be changing before our eyes. Public education has probably changed forever given the pandemic. So we're going to face uh, many new challenges in that regard. So as an association and working with school boards, what are we going to need to do to help support them and and their governance role in making decisions and trying to keep uh, communities and constituents together and serving students? Garrison's only regret about his promotion is that his friend and mentor, Dr. Tom Conley, did not live to see it. Conley, who passed away in 2018, served 17 years on Sitka School Board and prior to that served on Ketchikan School Board. Conley was a pediatrician and typically arrived at board meetings sporting some distinctive tie. As executive director, Garrison is rethinking his wardrobe. I I hope Tom Conley is uh, looking down and excited about this. I might have to get a cool tie. Lon Garrison will succeed Norm Wooten as executive director of the AASB beginning on January 2nd. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Researchers and managers with the Alaska Department of Fish and Game presented grim data about brown bears in Haines last week. A record number of bears have been killed in Haines this year. As KHNS's Henry Leisure reports, high mortality rates have wildlife biologists concerned about the future of the local population. Anthony Krupe has been conducting a study of the brown bear population in Haines for the past three years. He and his team have been tracking the local bear population with GPS collars for the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. On Monday, Krupe told the Upper Lynn Canal Fish and Game Advisory Committee that the mortality rate for the 65 bears that have been collared so far is 23%. This is extraordinarily high. Krupe also said that the birth rate is on the low end of the spectrum compared to other bear populations in the region. The number of bears that uh, Haynes has lost this year is unprecedented. Uh, We didn't see a lot of females with cubs of the year this year, um, so it's not like there's a big batch of uh, cubs coming forward uh, through the next few years. There's going to be a a break in in the cohort that I think we'll see for some time. Some of the collared bears died of natural causes. Low salmon returns and a poor berry season were a stress on the population. Some bears even killed their own species for food. But the number of bears killed in Haines by hunters, law enforcement, and residents protecting their property reached record levels this year. For the purposes of managing hunts, Fish and Game's regulatory year starts in July and ends in June of the following calendar year. Until now, no more than 22 bears had ever been killed in Haines during one regulatory year. But that number has already doubled in the past few months. We are not quite halfway through the regulatory year, and we're at 40 total human mortality 
Uh, for the whole calendar year, it's 47. That's fish and game biologist Carl Koch. He manages the hunts for the Upper Lynn Canal. The guideline harvest level for brown bear hunting in the Upper Lynn Canal is 16 bears. That includes both the fall and spring hunt. Hunters have already reached that number this fall, and most of those bears were female, which is more harmful to the population, according to Fish and Game. Koch said he was not sure what that means for bear hunting next year. All options are kind of being considered. Uh, We're well aware there's quite a few folks that are against closing the brown bear hunt, and then there's some that are demanding it and could be anything from no action, everything stays status quo, to uh, partial closure to male harvest only or close it after the first female or any, any number of things. Haynes residents have experienced more problems with bears in the past two years. Police have reported a huge spike in incidents of bears causing damage to property in and around Haynes. That has led to more kills in defense of life and property. In 2019, the borough convened a bear task force to come up with ways to improve the situation. Task Force member Derek Poinsett said that the pandemic made community outreach difficult this fall. It does feel like we, we myself included, did not do a very good job of really getting out ahead of this. And, and we, we had a bit of a bear catastrophe here in Haines. And I hope that um, we all look, can look at what we did wrong and and try not to repeat this. Fish and Game has repeatedly advised residents to do a better job securing bear attractants, but some residents say there is not much else that can be done. Stuart DeWitt is also a member of the Bear Task Force. He said that more bears are damaging property because the local landfill has become more secure. Yeah, everybody needs to do a good job of their garbage, and I, I don't. that's what I don't understand. Nobody was doing the worst job of their garbage, really, per se, than they were five years ago. I think it's all just outfall of the dump being more secured. Recently, the Haynesborough asked residents to provide descriptions of the property damage they have sustained from bears and the dollar amount of the loss. The borough is hoping to compile this information in order to make a case for more resources from the state to address the problem. In Haynes, I'm Henry Leisha. There will be no jury trials in Alaska's courthouses until at least January 4th. Earlier this summer, Alaska Supreme Court Chief Justice Joel Bolger said he planned for jury trials for misdemeanor cases only to resume November 2nd. But in an order signed Friday, Bolger wrote that the suspension would continue due to escalating case counts of COVID-19. He also noted that Governor Mike Dunleavy's video address on Thursday encouraged state employees to work from home. There was never a plan to resume trials for felonies or more serious cases because they require more people to gather at the courthouse for jury selection process. In-person grand jury proceedings are also suspended until January 4th. But Bolger says other court hearings or proceedings can still be held remotely through video conference or teleconference. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News. This is Morning.